What's going on, people, and welcome back to another episode of Rambling Mind Podcast. It's your boy Kalichi, or Kelichi, or Kells, or Leech, and we're back on this thing. We're back with another episode. I hope y'all are doing good. By the time y'all be listening to this, you'll be getting ready for your weekend, and I hope y'all had a great working week so far. I know I've had a decent week. Not a decent week. I've actually had a pretty bad week, Um, you know. And we'll get into it a little bit in the podcast. But nevertheless, before we get into any other topics today, I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast from last week. I hope y'all have been enjoying these podcasts. If you have, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. And please share the podcast with your friends and family if you've been enjoying it. I know I've been enjoying being able to hop on the mic and talk about these things. It's been too long. I should have been doing this a long time ago is what I feel like, but nevertheless, I'm on it now and we're going to be seeing how we're going to be doing it. I hope to keep this thing consistent. I'm hoping to do this uh, upload every Tuesday and every Thursday, trying to give you one to recover from the weekend and one to head into the weekend. So hopefully we can keep that going, keep that schedule on the road right now. So last week I talked about the Amazons, the Amazon fire. And there's something I want to make a quick correction on because I did some more reading. I kept reading about it. And one of the things I read about is how there might be a perception issue or rather not just a perception issue, but actually a problem with the way that we have come to understand the the Amazon fire. And because of all the social media hype, you know how it is. Something happens. We freak out on social media. We yell about it. We scream about it for a short period of time. We hype it to unbelievable heights and then we forget all about it. But I decided to do a little bit more research rather than reading all the stuff that I was reading with the main title being the earth's lungs are on fire and stuff like that. And one of the things I was reading about was it was a good breakdown on the four on Forbes magazine. Everybody go check out this article. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. But it really broke down how there are some misconceptions in it. And there's no real scientific proof that says that the Amazon is the Earth's lungs. And that also that the Amazon is the most important thing for the Earth. Even though it is very important and should be taken care of. But at the same time, because of all the misinformation that is being put out there, uh, it's posing a problem for people who are actively and have been for years actively fighting for the Amazon forest and actively pushing for the Amazon forest. They're having to deal with a lot of that backlash now because people in Brazil feel like there's this finger pointing that's going on where when they looked at, oh, look at what happened in California. There was a lot of sympathy. There was a lot of love. There was a lot of care shown. But when it comes to Brazil, it's a whole lot of finger pointing. It's a whole lot of you all should need to get yourselves right type of thing activists for the Amazon forest are facing double the backlash that they normally would and the improvements that they had previously are now becoming an issue but I just wanted to come on here and make a correction because it is always good to own up to mistakes and it's always good to make corrections and I'm gonna do that every once in a while I might make a podcast say something that is inaccurate which is why I also say y'all need to read these things for yourself I may say something that's inaccurate and not correct, but I'm going to do my best to come back out here and correct it and say the right things and give y'all a heads up, which leads me into something. This is just a personal note on owning up to your mistake. And when you say something or do something wrong, own up to it, especially if you're the one that made a mistake, own up to it, take that correction and walk with it and make sure you're 
you're making strives to be better. I know I made a mistake this Sunday and one of my boys called me out. It's always good to have people around you that are willing to call you out and tell you that that's not right. That's not the way you go about it. My little brother and my best friend, they hit me up and they were like, no, bro, that, that ain't it. You got to correct this thing. Now, I made a bad decision off bat to start off with one of the worst decisions that I have ever made as of right now. Um, but regardless, the way I also went about it, even making that decision that was bad, but also the way I went about it was just terrible. And so they called me out and they were like, I can't allow you this precedent of who you are. You can't just go about doing things in that manner. Maybe one day I'll go into more details about what it was, but today is not that day. But I was just trying to, I just, I just think it's very important to have people around you that can hold you accountable, especially when you make stupid decisions and also when you make mistakes to make you face that mistake you made and make corrections to that mistake you made and move forward from there. Um, you know, it's life. We'll make mistakes, but we have to learn from them and, you know, hope for the best. And maybe, you know, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's like, I hope that some way, somehow things can be reversed, but you know, one thing is to hope and other things to keep pushing on until you see the sunlight again. But nevertheless, that's, I just wanted to share that with everybody just on a little, uh, I guess, advice, a little bit of just something that I've learned this week. Uh, I went from being on cloud nine last week to being way below, just being down under, if that's a way to put it. But um, but nevertheless, thought I'll hop on this and get this podcast thing going. So today we have a few topics that we're going to hit up. We're going to talk about the trade war. We're going to talk about Hong Kong protests because there's some things I want to focus on there. We're going to talk about the Chipotle chicken sandwich. I said Chipotle. Did I just say Chipotle? Good God almighty. Did not mean Chipotle. I meant Popeye's chicken sandwich and some of the things that go with that. We're going to talk about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that Disney is offering. And we're going to talk about a few nuggets, a little bit of sports, a little bit of sports at the end. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And some interesting articles that I think everybody can learn from. But let's get right into it. We're going to start off with the trade war. The trade war is still going strong. When the boy, after I made that uh, that podcast on Friday and uploaded it, that I was talking about how the trade market is looking kind of good. It's kind of going up. It's kind of looking nice. And then your favorite man comes out. <clears throat> if you're in the U.S., your president came out and was like, every U.S. company stop doing business with China. I order you to stop right now. And all the markets freaked out. And it was like this spiraling thing that just everything was tanking. Like all the stock exchanges, everything tanked. Because the trade war really is in full effect at this point. And one of the things I wanted to warn everybody about and just to give you all a heads up, you can expect your goods, just general goods to be more, more expensive, especially electronics. That's one of the things you have to worry about the most because a lot of electronics are made in China. So expect, expect those, especially after I think, I believe it's September 1st when the tariffs are going to be really imposed. And so expect your goods to be more expect, uh, expensive going forward because China put a, a 75 uh, a tariff on 75 billion dollars worth of goods and then the US retaliated increasing the 200 billion tariff amount that they have put on uh, on goods from China increasing that from 10% 
to 15%. Um, so that's like a little tariff tax that it put on all goods coming from China. So you're really going to start filling it in your budget. Now we're really going to start filling it in different areas of our, especially for those of us who live in the United States, we're going to start seeing these things in our budget. So very important and just you know it's a note to, to think about that this is happening this trade war is not going anywhere soon it's not uh president trump keeps saying that china wants to come to the table china keeps saying we have no reports of that so this thing is not going anywhere anytime soon it's also important to know one of the one of the articles i was reading today was talking about how the wealthiest fund in the u.s is worried about this trade war and is beginning to divulge its investment outside of the u.s into other markets so it's starting to it's called the ubs which is a a wealth management fund and they're starting they they specifically said because of the trade war and because of the the velocity and the 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 riskiness of the u.s market posing right now they will have to move some of their funds into japanese and into switzerland funds because those look a whole lot more stable at the moment which means we're starting to see more we're gonna see more and more and more effects of the trade war where we're seeing investors putting the money back into the u.s we're gonna see them hoarding the money and investing more into whether it's bonds or investing more into other countries just because they want to make sure that their money is making money and so this trade war situation is not going anywhere anytime soon it's going to hit hard it's going to be here for a while unless unless the government trump and all of them have like some kind of plan that we do not know about and they already have a deal and they're just kind of holding out on us because you know that's what they do but this situation is not going anywhere soon also i wanted to mention this even if they do have a deal that they have in their back pocket there's always the volatility of our current president of the current president of the united states in the fact that anything can cause him to switch his mind he gets he's very temperamental and can change his mind very easily about everything so that's one of the factors that the markets is always freaking out about and it always messes up the markets but nevertheless just wanted to bring that to y'all's attention and get y'all to read about it i'll have again i'll have the links in the show notes so check it out read up about this stuff learn more about it because there is a lot to learn from this thing there's a lot to see from this thing and then in a in addition to that on the chinese side of things if y'all don't know they have been protests that have been going on in hong kong concerning the chinese government you really should go read this up Concerning, there's a whole thing where Hong Kong was seen as its own area, but China is trying to claim it completely, so it can't just be a sovereign nation within China. Um, so that's something that's going on. You should read up about that. I don't have all the details. I can't really tell you much. All I know is that the protest has been going on since June 12th. Now, the interesting thing, which goes back to my initial topic about the Amazon fires, is just how much social in this day and age social media news and basically any way you can get information from uh from can be used to warp your mind can be used to kind of tweak you to go in a certain way so one of the one something that came out from this was the chinese government bought false ads and propaganda to shed negative light on the protesters even though it was a peaceful protest they wanted they bought a bunch of ads from facebook from twitter from google to show that the protests were not peaceful 
and there were actual fights going on i'm sorry about that there were actual fights going on and all this stuff even though it was just to show the world a false imagery of what was actually happening luckily twitter facebook and all of them actually found out about it and took all those uh ads down but it showed just how in this day and age just as ad companies just as commercial companies that you be buying goods from goods and services from show you ads in order to tweak the way you're buying uh to tweak your buying ways to make you think about their product whenever you're thinking of anything just showing up every single time and make you buy their stuff that's the same way that these commercial uh governments are beginning to use social media and use propaganda and use ad services to tweak the way you look at situations just like we saw with the with the american um uh american vote uh voting system elections in 2018 uh it's the exact same thing that we're seeing again and it's been done multiple times where we've seen this happen in other countries multiple times since then where other countries try to influence the populace of a certain country to make them do something we saw it in britain with brexit we saw so we've seen it we're seeing it multiple times over where people's mindset are being influenced by all the information that is available to us and is making people do certain things. So it's just a warning to everybody to be careful of the things that we are reading. Be very careful of the things that we are letting in. Um, be careful that when we do take information, we're taking it from both sides of the equation. So that way we can come to a balanced answer so we can come to a conclusion for ourselves because everybody's trying to pull you in a certain direction every news outlet no matter how much they say they just want to deliver the news they're trying to pull you in a certain aspect everyone knows that if you agree with them you're going to keep watching so be very careful about whether it be on social media whether it be on on your uh your regular tv networks whether it be wherever it is that you're getting information from just be careful from the outlets that you read about from all this everybody has a tone everybody has a way that they're gonna share a message with you everybody has a way that they're gonna deliver it to you so they can influence the way you feel so they can play to your emotions so you keep scrolling so you keep clicking so you keep watching and all that stuff because at the end of the day for all these companies it comes down to dollar figures the more eyes they have on a on a show, the more eyes they have on a web page, the more traffic they have on a post, whatever, it's more dollars for them. So it's very important for them to, to do whatever they need to do in order to uh, focus on that, in order to bring people's eyes, eyeballs and attention to that. So I just wanted to present that to everybody, for everybody to take a minute and to actually make sure that whatever, what you think of, you put it through whatever scope that you really think about rather than just taking word for word whatever is being reported on the news and i think that's something that is pretty it's, it's pretty important i was talking to my little brother about it and he we, we, there's this show on netflix um talking about the uh the facebook scandal and how it proved how, just how people were being twisted how people's minds were being twisted during that presidential elections and all that good stuff so that would also be a good show. I want. I, I can't remember what the name of the show is right now. It is a. It's a show I want to check out. But nevertheless, moving on from there to more lighter note topics. Let's get into something a little bit more fun, a little bit more interesting. We're going to talk about the sandwich again. We have a chicken war sandwich going on right now. It is serious business. This no be. This is not just like any other distance. For the first time in a long time, somebody dares 
I repeat, Diaz to challenge Chick-fil-A. Never has it been done before. People have tried. When they tried, they got destroyed. People have tried multiple times. KFC tried, they got destroyed. McDonald's tried, they got destroyed. Everybody tries, but there's just something about the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich that everybody just uplifts. But yeah, this thing, this whole chicken sandwich battle that's going on between Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, if you go online, the memes are hysterical. It's all kinds of stuff. If you don't live in, the, in North America and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I apologize. But this is hilarious. So there's a if, if, if you don't know, uh, Popeyes is a, is a fast food restaurant in the U.S. Chick-fil-A is a fast food restaurant in the U.S. Chick-fil-A is seen as the class act of all fast food restaurants. And Popeyes is good, but it ain't it doesn't measure up until they came out with this chicken sandwich. And it's been like this huge thing. I think I talked about it last time. But anyway, this thing is really something serious. I, on Sunday, went in search for that for that sandwich. I went to like, we went to two different Popeyes. And both of them had the same message. No Popeye's chicken sandwich. And then the other day, uh, today, when I'm recording, it's a Tuesday, me and my coworkers went out to, uh, they went out to look for the chicken sandwich. And of course, it's still out. And it's ironic. It's just funny just seeing the whole thing. The, the, the look of disappointment that I had when I went to search for this thing that I and my girlfriend had when we were searching for this thing. It was just so sad. It was just like, Really, we drove all over town and we ain't even get nothing. We ain't even get jack. And the look of my coworkers when they went and they couldn't find them, like they just wasted all that time. But they still stayed for the chicken, though. They went for the sandwich, but they stayed for that chicken, and that's all Popeyes wants. They just want that dollar. But nevertheless, it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. I think it's it's pretty fun. And while we are over here arguing about who has the best chicken sandwich. KFC just came out with a news the other day, actually today, that they are releasing a new KFC in Beyond Meat Nuggets and Wings. If you don't know what Beyond Meat is, it is a non-meat substitute that is supposed to act like real meat. So you have things like Beyond Meat, Impossible Meat, both of those are like plant-based food items. That are supposed to take the place of regular chicken. And it's pretty interesting that they went that route. Nobody was expecting them to go that route. But we have had other companies go that route. We've had Burger King go that route. Again, this is very specific to North America. But we've had Burger King go that route. We've had Carl's Jr. go that route. We've had multiple restaurants who are starting to release um, impossible meat style. Whether it's burgers or whether it's chicken tenders as we're seeing from KFC. Chicken nuggets, chicken wings type of thing. But yeah. It's very interesting that we're seeing this right now. Let me move my chair a little bit because, you know, I was about to fall. Y'all can't see me, so I don't know why I said that out loud. But, yeah, it's interesting that everybody is going after this chicken sandwich thing and KFC goes right left to kind of hit a different ball game, hit a different field to try and achieve something that they can achieve, which they haven't been doing that great in the market comparative to everybody else. So I'll leave an article about that in the show notes. It's pretty interesting, KFC doing what they're doing. So moving on from food talk, which I know some of you are hungry and some of you are probably going to go and find that Popeye's chicken sandwich. If you've had the chicken sandwich, please let me know. Hit me up. Let me know what it tastes like. Your boy hasn't tried it yet. I really want to try it just to 
just to have an idea because if I'm being honest Chick-fil-A has the service so everything else kind of falls falls in line after that the food is whatever but the service is number one Popeyes has the chicken let's be honest Popeyes does chicken real well they got that little bit of spice they got a, they just know how to do chicken very well so I don't know how that chicken sandwich goes, but again, it comes down to simply customer support. And we're seeing the issues with Popeye's customer service right now. How do you run out of chicken sandwich? I don't care how much volume you've gotten in the last few days. You got to come back. You have to come in more prepared. There's no way Chick-fil-A opens a restaurant and runs out of chicken because they just know they prepare for these things. But on the other hand, you have Popeye's that... They just, you know, this just shows some of the issues that they still have to work on if they are going to eclipse. Because right now is the time for Popeyes to be dominating the atmosphere, to be dominating in this whole chicken sandwich thing. But they're falling away. They're having issues with meeting up to what people want. And when people don't get what they want, they tend to have a very, very negative uh, negative thought process. There are a lot of people that would have had Popeyes for the first time through this sandwich. But then they're losing those sales because people now have a negative thought process where now people are just like, you see, this is why Chick-fil-A is better. Like I just said it. So be so this is Popeye's opportunity and they are losing this opportunity way too much. It is their opportunity to be able to live up to a hype that they've never had or maybe they had it, but they've never not to this extent. And so this is their opportunity to live up to that hype. And so if they can't, Chick-fil-A rules. That's just how it's going to fall. So moving on from that, we've got a little bit of entertainment news. Disney Plus, If in case you don't know what Disney Plus is, it's a new streaming thing that is from Disney, kind of like Netflix, but Disney specific. So if you didn't know in the past, Disney and Netflix had a partnership where Disney would allow Netflix to use its movies on its thing, but that contract just expired. Disney is pushing its own software. Disney is pushing its own thing, trying to get, get more into the streaming game because Let's be honest, regular TV watching, regular TV services are going out of style super fast. Everybody's going to be super focused on streaming. Streaming is the way everything is moving. Will we see a rotation of that in the future or will we see something where everything ends up being consolidated? Because to be honest, there are too many streaming services. There are too many things that want my subscription and we might start seeing more consolidations in the future like with Disney. So. The reason why I want to bring this up is just the price aspect, which everyone thought when Disney was announcing their service, everyone thought, oh, Netflix doesn't really have a problem because Netflix has variety going for them. But the thing is, Disney also has variety going for it because Disney owns Lucasfilms. And if you don't know what Lucasfilms is, they own Star Wars, which is a major franchise. If you know anything about that, they also own. That's the other thing. They also own uh, Marvel, which is one of the it is the largest movie going experiences on planet earth right now like if you own the marvel movies make a billion easily easily make billions and then there's the whole spider-man situation that just happened and we're not going to talk about that today sony trying to mess this whole mcu universe up for us no thank you sony ain't nobody watching just because of spider-man no we watch it because marvel took it over and made that thing worth it y'all had it for how long y'all didn't do jack gave us some trash movies talking about we want to we want to take it back we want to shut up give disney the money they deserve so we can get this thing going again ain't they paid you enough talking about only five percent for disney in case y'all don't know part of you know no we're not we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that we're not gonna rant about how stupid sony is and how they should give that thing up. We're not going to do that. 
we're gonna focus on the Disney Plus streaming service. So, one of the important things about when people started seeing the particulars, the specifics about the Disney streaming service, and it's blowing, to be honest, when Disney first announced it, I was like, ah, don't care. Like, I was just like, so I'm gonna watch what? Some Pixar movies, which Pixar movies are amazing. Some old Marvel movies, what? Like, what are they gonna give? And then I saw the Mandalorian trailer. If you don't know what that is, go check it out on YouTube. Just search Mandalorian. You figure it out. And I was just like, you know what? I might be getting this streaming service. Actually not, because I'm broke and I'm not about to pay another $6 or whatever for our streaming service. But the pricing is pretty interesting. So standard pricing for a Netflix account that comes with 4K streaming, four simultaneous streams at the same time uh, is 12, actually that's wrong, is $16. In order for you to get a streaming service that gives you 4K, which is the highest definition, 4K, and you can stream at different locations on four different screens or whatever it is, it's gonna cost you $16 with Netflix. But here's the interesting thing. For 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 Disney Plus, for $12.99, you get the same thing. So you get 4K, you get four simultaneous streams, but then you also get Hulu. Now, this is the thing that makes a little bit of a difference. You get Hulu. Yes, it comes, it's the ad-supported version of Hulu, but it's Hulu. You get Hulu, and you also get ESPN+. Plus. These are two things that Netflix can't really compete with because Hulu provides the live TV aspects that Netflix doesn't have, and then ESPN+, Plus provides the sports aspect that Netflix also doesn't have. So right now, Netflix is in a bit of a pickle. Because Disney Plus came out and they came out swinging heavy. Now the standard, and this is the other thing, the standard entry level bottom pricing, if you don't want Hulu or ESPN Plus, is $6.99. And that gives you 4K streaming, and that also gives you two simultaneous streams at the same time. Versus the price for Netflix to get that same thing is $12.99. Ninth double 12 double as in like double you know that if you are in nigeria you be saying, everything not double 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 what you would pay for the disney streaming service is what you would pay for netflix and also the netflix one doesn't even come with 4k so disney really shooting right now and they're shooting a hunt they're batting a thousand right now they're killing it with their service that they're providing so very important very very interesting and very very it's very very interesting i wonder what netflix is going to do next to be able to retain subscribers because one of the issues netflix is currently seeing um is the fact that they're no longer gaining subscribers so they're having a little issue there because when the prices started going up people were like you know what i really don't need netflix like that and some people kind of canceled their account because it went from 7.99 to 11.99 today for the entry level prices so people are like not happy with that so yeah, that's just something interesting to watch out for in the future. I believe this streaming service goes live in October for Disney. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested in watching this Mandalorian se series and just seeing what else Disney puts on there, what, what other programs they they're gonna have um, on their service because it might be enticing enough for people to start subscribing to it. They may not cancel their Netflix subscription, but eventually when that bill comes back in, they might question it a little bit more. It starts dropping those inklings and those insinuations of maybe I don't really need this thing. 
But moving on from that, we're gonna move right into some sports, some quick sports news. So uh, college football was back, or is back. Um, we had the game on Saturday, Miami versus Florida. Florida beat Miami. I didn't really care about either one of those teams, even though my girlfriend goes to Florida. But nevertheless, I didn't really care about one of those things because she doesn't like Florida either. So it's all good. But for, uh, this weekend, we're going to have more games. I believe Auburn has a top 20 matchup. But eh. to be honest, unless I'm watching college football with somebody, I'm not into it like that. What I do want to talk about is Andrew Luck retiring from the NFL. This is a big deal, people. Nobody has seen this coming. Nobody saw this coming for him to retire from football. It's it's a pretty big deal. Like, he's, how old was he? He was 28 or 29 at the time of retired, and nobody expected it. He has had this crazy hype all through his career. He's been a good player all through his career. But he did retire, and he said that he's just tired. He's just worn out. He kept getting hurt. He kept getting hurt, getting having to rehab, come back, gets hurt again, goes out, comes back again, gets hurt. So he just said, I'm done with the whole thing. I want to retire, which is really, it makes sense. And that's one of the things I was going to talk about is just football as a sport. Football, American football, to be more specific, a lot of people, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to advise any child to play football. It's just it's just too much of a barbaric sport where too many people get hurt in all kinds of ways. So I would not advise, I would tell them to play any other sport really uh, other than football because there's just too many other issues. And that's not to say that football doesn't have a beneficial aspects of it. It's just to say that even if my kid is really good, I, I just, I just can't. It's just, there's too many dangers in football. There's too much dangers in it. I'd rather lead him to play something else. Soccer priority. Uh, Football or soccer would be a priority for me, I'm just saying. And speaking about that, first of all, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just done, done with this whole supporting thing. This is why I'm a band. This is why I want to be a bandwagon fan. Because this year, I just feel like Man U, my two favorite teams, Man U and Real Madrid, are just gonna disappoint me, man. I'm just gonna be, it's just gonna be super disappointed. And I'm already upset just thinking about it. On on Saturday, Man U lost 2-1 to, who did they lose to, Wolves? Nah, that was the other week they, they tied Wolves. This week it was, I don't even know because I don't really care like that who they who they tied. Crystal Palace, that's who it was. Which Crystal Palace has a good player on in Zaha who I really like, but how you going... I don't understand. And the same thing happened again. They had a chance to win this game. They had a penalty kick and they missed it. Last week it was Pogba. This week is Rashford. Who will it be next week? I just, it's just so disappointing. Like just being a, a, a Man United fan is just, it's just disappointing. I told a friend of mine, I was like, don't come and be. He said, oh, he's going to be, my best friend, he said he's going to be keeping up with Man U. I said, you're just in for cries and tears. But then he told me he's a, he is an Arsenal fan, so you know, both of us would just be suffering this year. Arsenal got destroyed by Liverpool, but anyway. And Real Madrid, they had the game in the bag. Just see out the game. They can't even do that one. Yeah, it's, they just suck, man. It's just, it's just I, I will see what happens this weekend, but you know. It's just it, it's just disappointing all around. It's just so disappointing. I don't I don't. In fact, let me even see what games are this weekend because I don't expect anything from any one of these people this weekend. It's just gonna be terrible. It's just gonna be so terrible. Like what, what do we have this week? Saturday, Man U is playing Southampton. If they can't beat these ones, 
if they can't beat these ones, and then uh, uh, Real Madrid, who are they playing? Are they even playing anybody? Um, who are you playing? Real Madrid is playing Real. You know what? I don't even know. We don't know. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't happen. But it's interesting. Oh, on another note, Man United has finally come to agreements for Alexis Sanchez to be signed to Inter Milan. I'm just seeing the news now. So, okay, good. Good. They finally carry some money. Maybe they can get somebody to come inside that team and help shape things up. Because right now, it's just nonsense. Just nonsense. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, I got a couple of articles, quick articles for y'all to check out if you got time. It's pretty interesting. One of the articles was talking about unpaying interns and how that is causing a problem. How there's so much problem with it. And it's uh, basically the idea that because so many people need the experience and so many jobs know people want the experience, so they end up not charging, especially in specific fields. Uh, For example, I know that basically if you're in the medical field, they just treat people like hot garbage. Like literally they don't get paid for their stuff. Like all the work that they do, they don't even get paid for it. In all honesty, it's free labor, manual labor. And they're just like, they know you need the experience. They know you need the learnings. So they just use you any else. But this article is breaking it down. How some people who are, who there are some, some people want to do something, but they can't take that risk because They've had to put themselves through school, student loans, all that stuff. So they end up not doing the career that they want to do, but doing the career they have to do in order to pay off these loans. Otherwise, the cycle continues and they will never be able to break out of it. And it's just saying how the inequality of payment gaps is just widening because of things like this. Uh, Because with these gaps ever being present, people are going to be forced to do things that they don't really care about to do, but they have to do in order to pay for these things even though these things are something that generates revenue but once they know that they're not going to get paid for an intern they get pigeonholed into doing something that will pay them during an internship and then when and for anybody who knows anything about internships once you get into an industry if you can find your way in this in that industry you get paid or anything like that you're like look i have these bills i have these things i got to take care of i have people that are looking up doing all this other stuff so i got to handle that first and so it kind of your, your the dreams and passions that people have have to be pushed to the side so they can focus on handling the business at hand. And it's just saying how people who are well off tend not to have those problems because if their parents can help them pay for college, pay for living expenses, subsidize all those things for them, they're able to take these uh, unpaid internships for those experiences and get into those industries faster because. You know, it's a privilege. It's, it's a privilege. I'm gonna say that I was privileged enough for my parents to be able to help me through college, and it is a big privilege that I came out of college without student loans. But on the other hand, I know a lot of people who are in college and will not be coming out without student loans. It's a stressful factor for their life. It's something that they have to always deal with. Something that they focus on on how am I going to deal with this thing once I come out and I work with a lot of people who have student loans and they're trying to deal with that so it's just it just breaks down all the aspects of how um unpaid internships end up spiraling and ends up and then the other part of it is also like their cost factor when they do get hired is lower because they don't know how much they're worth or they should be worth in the industry so it's just interesting the one breakdown was just like they were talking about how in other industries like for example, whether it's tech, engineering, 
that those kind of industries because they're so few and far between talent being available there's a lot more competition and a whole lot more people willing to pay a lot like for those of us who have been in that who are in that industry we know the amount of money that you're able to make as a student intern or co-op or whatever it is um if you're able to get one so i thought that would be a good article i'm gonna leave it down in the in the title in the notes and then finally the last one i have for y'all is a question which was an article posed and it was like should museums be places of social justice or a place to preserve history and i think it's a pretty good question that everyone should think about for themselves for me i don't really have a concrete answer because i understand because for me it's kind of like as much as i would like social justice to be demonstrated at the same time if we don't talk about the past, if we don't bring those things back up, if we don't if not necessarily focus on it, but if we don't like keep those things in sight, it is easy for us to lose sight in the future when we start doing the same things. They say that we uh, history that is not told is doomed to be repeated. So we have to, I feel like museums should keep those things, those things that are appalling, those things that people don't like to see we should keep those things to force us to recognize the thing that we are dealing with to force us to recognize that this is an issue and we can never allow that to come up again um so i just think read the article and you know think for yourself answer that question for yourself should that be the case or should we have more social justice being demonstrated at museums rather than demonstrating what actually happened in those times but anyway this is the end of the podcast man this podcast this time around was long i hope y'all enjoyed it and if you did enjoy it once again please share this podcast and hit me up on instagram about some of the stuff that you like or hit me up on twitter and tell me some of the stuff you enjoyed but it's been your boy kalichi or kalichi for those who know me very well Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna talk to y'all later god bless y'all peace